What's up, everybody? I'm the Geek. And I'm the General. And this week, uh, we're going to kind of do something a little different. We're doing a Flash book. We haven't talked about the Flash much on this channel, uh, but we're going to do a deep dive into Francis Manipool and Brian Busoletto's first volume of their Flash series uh, from the New 52. And uh, ah, it's interesting. It's a good one. So general, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about it. I I'm not a huge huge Flash guy, so it's uh, I to learn a little bit. Teach me your ways. So general, why don't you uh, oh, why yes. don't you lead us off here? <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. So what's new in the nerdverse this week, general? Why don't you kick us off? Uh, well, let's start with a one I'm really excited for. Um, we've talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy before, and we're both, uh, you know, really, really, uh, really big fans of their stuff. Uh, the new game dropped this week, and I'm hearing it's getting really, really good, uh, comments. Like, people are, are enjoying it, you know, they're, uh, the story apparently is really good. Uh, I just picked it up, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so I'm really excited. I'll probably end up doing that after, uh, after we finish recording. Uh, but yeah, so that's launched. Apparently, it's just chock full of a ton of Guardians villains, and um, yeah, so that launched, and I'm really, I'm really excited to play it. Awesome, yeah. I mean, it looks good. Um, I, I'm kind of stuck in the last gen for consoles. I'm not the PC gamer in my house. That's my fiance, and I'm not going to take her <laughs> PC to play it. Uh, so unfortunately I will be holding off until I get a PS5 in my hands before I play this game, but I will let you know how it is. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely am, will be interested to see that one. And I'm also really excited for the, the new Spider-Man game. That's a while off. Wow. Yeah. 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 Cause the last one was so fucking good, but uh, I, man, I, yeah, I don't even have, I don't have a PS5 yet and my uh, PS4 died finally finally oh, kicked no. the bucket so now i'm just I'm, i know so i'm holding off on any playstation stuff until i do acquire a five yeah i mean you're gonna have to with that wolverine game coming out too oh don't even remind me i was like <laughs> when i saw that announcement i was like if this shit is only playstation i'm gonna be so mad same with the knights of the old republic remake Oh my god! Yeah, they're they're really just they're really twisting my arm here. Yeah. Like I I, I enjoy my Xbox. Man. I I see, know. I don't. Everybody says here's that. the thing. I don't see a need to get an Xbox over a PlayStation for a couple of reasons. And I know PlayStation exclusives have begun to make their way to PC, like God of War and Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn yeah. and Uncharted have made their way to PC. But like the PlayStation exclusive are where it's at, man. Like I mean, I can give you a perfect example of Xbox. I have Xbox Game Pass, like the ultimate one, um, the one that has like PC, the Xbox console, and the cloud, and I have a Razer Kishi yeah. controller. I literally played Halo 1, 2, and 3 on my phone, on the cloud. I just mm-hmm. streamed it to my phone, and I was perfectly content. Yeah. It was no different than playing on like a Nintendo Switch, and I played yeah, one, of sure. the, one of the Gears of War games I played a bit of too. I, I don't know which one, because I didn't finish it, so I don't really remember. That's but, okay. Yeah, like okay. Game Pass Ultimate's great, so I just don't... I feel like Game Pass Ultimate almost eliminates the need for eliminates xbox. the need eliminates the need you know yeah. so xbox is great know. like i think they've got amazing hardware i'm not gonna knock them there um but what's new in the nerdverse? uh the geeks got some cool stuff for in the comic book world tim sale and jeff Loeb have gotten to d- together to once again uh do a book together this time it's just a one shot it's a batman the long halloween special 
Um, I've acquired it. I have not read it yet, uh, but I will definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah, like every once, like I think I talked to you about this the other day that you know every once in a while, Sale and Loeb just come back together and they do something. You know, they did Long Halloween and they did uh, Dark Victory and they did I can't remember the name of the Catwoman book. But they did a Catwoman book together. They did Superman all, for all seasons. They did the entire Marvel color series of Cap White, um, Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow, and Spider-Man Blue. And, I mean, we've done Daredevil Yellow actually on the podcast where we've talked about one of their mm-hmm. books. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this. I love Tim Sale's artwork. Uh, it's a very unique style, and I, I love the way he draws Batman. And I love the way Jeff Loeb writes Batman. I don't think I've ever said this before, at least not to you, at least not on the podcast. Jeff Loeb, to me, is the ultimate Batman writer. Okay. Oh, shit. Like, like he doesn't write my favorite story for Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, like my favorite stories have been very apparent on this podcast. I I haven't hidden from that. Like, it's The Killing Joke is my all-time favorite Batman story. But it's a Joker story. It's called... You know, Batman, the killing joke, but it's a Joker story. And Mm -hmm. I'm a really big fan of Sean Murphy's White Knight. But Sean Murphy's White Knight is its own universe. It's not DC continuity. It's its own continuity Mm -hmm. with the Batman characters. I think Tim's, or uh, sorry, Tim's L. Jeff Loeb's Batman is the most true to form Batman. He's a detective. He's smart. I love the way he incorporates the Bat family, the way he uses Gordon, the way he uses Catwoman, the way he uses Robin, the way he uses Alfred, all these elements together, and the way he writes uh, mystery stories and Batman having to be a detective uh, to figure them out. So, I mean, he's written Long Halloween, which is a top five Batman story of all time. Dark Victory, which is the sequel. Um... Probably the definitive introduction of Robin into the Batman universe. And he wrote Hush as well. And, I mean, we all know what Hush is, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today. What are we, wait, what are we here to talk about? It's so fast, people might miss it. I, I, I missed it. This week, guys, we're doing one of my absolute favorite books to come out of the new 52. And that is The Flash, Volume 1, Move Forward, uh, by Francis Manapool and Brian Buccoletto. Um, an incredible, incredible Flash story. General, I know this is one you haven't read before, but you've I heard about me talk. You've heard me talk about Francis Manapool and Brian Buccoletto's uh, run on The Flash before. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this one, man. I'm I'm excited to listen about it. Uh, man like I I know I've said before I'm not like a huge Flash fan but um I know that one of the fla- one of the characters to come out of the Flash like books I I actually really like um is Gorilla Grodd oh, yeah. and I know that he uh plays a role in uh in in this very small one I, it's okay. I he doesn't he doesn't get a whole lot he's, of love all over the place anyway. He's but he's, I like uh, when I when I see him. He's later volumes of Manapool and Busleto's run. He gets his mm-hmm. he really gets his due. But uh, let me jump into our spoiler filled synopsis before we dive into the book, guys. Bear with me. This is a long synopsis. There is a lot here. Um, it might not be the most coherent, but I'm going to try and get this information across as best as I can, and then the, the general and I will dive into it. 
So Barry Allen is once again the Flash. So it's New 52 continuity. Flash wasn't Barry Allen before the New 52. Well, he was for a very, very short time. It was Wally West. Flashpoint reset it all. While attending a science gala with his now girlfriend, Patty Spivett, an attack is made on the building. The Flash bursts into action and catches the criminals, but one of them dies. The dead man is a friend of Barry Allen's named Manuel. As the Flash begins to investigate, he slowly starts to unravel what is going on. Manuel was a secret ops agent who the government gave healing abilities to, and from those abilities, he was able to create clones of himself. The clones, however, are dying, and they don't know why. They broke into the gala in hopes of kidnapping kidnapping Dr. Elias, who they are hoping can figure out why the clones are dying. Meanwhile, another kidnapped doctor is running tests to see if he can fix the clones, but if but fails and is killed by the clones. During all of this, the Flash and Dr. Elias are running tests on a cosmic treadmill, and the Flash causes an EMC blast to accidentally hit all of Central and Keystone cities. This causes the Flash to have to speed into action, and a crashing plane is coming down on Keystone and Central cities, and the Flash vibrates it so fast that it is able to go through a bridge. Eventually, Barry finds the real Manual, who's being held captive by his clones, with the, and with the help of Patty Spivet, Barry Allen helps Manuel escape. During the escape, Barry is left behind, and the clones shoot him. Uh, they return to Central City and kidnap Dr. Elias. As he begins his experiments, the Flash comes back as he actually phased the bullet through himself and wasn't killed. All the while, Iris West, a reporter and former lover of Barry Allen's, is trapped on Iron Heights Island when the AMP blast goes off and witnesses the escape of Captain Cold. Remember that? That will be important later. Um, where was I here? There will be a test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a test. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash saves Iris, returns to Central City, and shuts down Dr. Elias' machine that will save the clones, now calling themselves the Mob Rule. Before it destroys the city, Manuel is upset by this and runs away, declaring himself to still be the mob rule. Dr. Elias has now discovered that if the Flash runs too fast, he creates wormholes so he can, um, he creates wormholes which pull stuff from the future and the past and shoot them all around. So he makes a treadmill that takes excess speed force energy and turns it into usable energy they can use to repower the city. Now, with Captain Cold's sister dying and unable to be treated due to the EMP blast, um, he goes after the Flash. Uh, Him and the Flash fight, and the Flash ends up winning, but in the process goes too fast and creates a wormhole that sucks up a bunch of people, Iris West included. The Flash promises Cold that they will use the first battery to save his sister, and he goes to the treadmill where he gives off his energy and then jumps straight into the speed force. There he encounters Turbine, a man whose plane was sucked up by the wormhole created by Barry from World War II. He has been stuck in the speed force for 70 years and needs Barry's help to escape. Barry learns that he isn't causing the wormholes and that in fact he is actually a release valve for the speed force and that Vortex... The vortexes are created by Turbine. When the speed force releases through Barry, Turbine essentially uses his powers to try and get out, and it pulls things in the speed force, and he's amplifying the speed force's release. Um, the Flash and Turbine fight, and due to this, they are launched through the speed force, where the Flash comes face-to-face with Gorilla Grodd. Dun-dun-dun! 
and that's the book. I love Grodd. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually, the panel is pretty great. It's like Barry Allen falls out of the Speed Force, and and, and Gorilla Grodd is standing over his, uh, another gorilla who's dead, and he says, you know, I've beaten you, Father. I am now King Grodd. Oh my god. Zach. Um, yeah, I dig, I dig him. So I want to start with one thing and then we'll get into, you know, all your questions, all the explanations of that stuff. Francis yeah, Manipool's yeah. art is fucking gorgeous. Um, it is some of the panels now. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, it's some of the most creative art in, in comics. Uh, there's a panel of, you know, Manuel, who's one of the main characters of the book. He's laying on the ground and he's crying. And his tears are spreading off through the page, and they're creating the borders between the comic book panels. Um, you know, there's one where Cole, Captain Cold is shooting ice at Flash, and each one of the ice blocks is a panel. Like, the the artwork in this book is second to none. I fucking love it. It is so creative. But now that I've just gone off about that, what are your questions about the book, General? A couple things. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the artwork uh, and some of the designs that uh, they went with in like creating the look of the characters. And I have to say, looking at uh, Captain Cold's redesign, uh, I don't hate it. I think it looks pretty good. Uh, Manipool is, um, is responsible for a lot of the way current Flash characters look. Um, like when they did DC Rebirth. Uh, right mm-hmm. after the new 52 he even though yeah. he wasn't drawing the flash anymore did the redesign of flash for rebirth okay yeah um yeah because if that's the case like these some of these designs are great like i'm looking at the uh, i'm looking at his design because more often than not you know like how long has it been where captain cold just uses like his ray gun he's got the he's well got that's the captain cold you know, yeah, that's guns. part of that's part of the story. Is he no longer has to use ray guns? He's actually no. now has the ability to just manifest ice, and he's yeah, essentially he super amazing. superhero now or super powered, I should say. Look at that! Like, yeah, he's got like these sweet like. Um, if you guys have ever uh, played like the newer Mortal Kombat's, how like Sub Zero's got that cryo energy, like kind mm. of creeping up his arm. Um, that's what it looks like, and it looks real sharp. He's got a he's got a <laughs> uh, a sleeveless hoodie on, so he's like, it looks more like athletic wear. It's a it's a pretty nice uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice design, man. Yeah, it's great. Um, I like I like the fact too that they explain that why he's so powerful against the Flash is he creates like a a cold barrier around himself. So as the Flash gets closer to him. The Flash's molecules slow down, which makes it more difficult for him to interact with the speed force. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I like how there's an actual explanation why Cold can fight Barry Allen so effectively. Um, yeah. It's great, man. Like, these guys do such a good job with their stories. They wrote Detective Comics well, for think... a couple years, and, like, everything that these two guys have done as a tandem, they've knocked it out of the park. So I will say this as like a little, just a little criticism. Um, it's always, it's always great to see like an empathetic villain. It's always great to see an empathetic villain. Um, so with Captain Cold, you know, his, his sister dying due to the EMP blast and like she can't be treated because of it and all that jazz. 
Um, the first thing I think of, though, is I'm like, this is fucking Mr. Freeze. This is fucking Mr. Freeze's jam with Nora. Like, mm-hmm. she's she needs to be treated, and his sister needs to be treated, and now it's EMP, and he's like, oh, I've got cold powers. And I'm like, well, what the, well, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I think it's the same story. I think one of the things, and it, it was something I was actually thinking about while reading this book, is... One of the things to remember is the Flash has a has a really good rogues gallery, mm-hmm. but the Flash's rogues gallery is kind of a mirror of um, of Batman's. You know, like the mm-hmm. trickster is Joker. You know, yep. the Captain Cold is Mister Freeze. I can't remember the one guy's name, the fire guy, but you know, Firefly. Is oh, Firefly and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Flash's rogues gallery is very much. A mirror image, you know, Zoom would kind of be his bane, you know, like it's, they've all kind of got their counterparts. Um, And the Flashes are kind of like the goofier version. Yeah, I just, I think for me, and this is, you know, uh, because again, I'm not a, I'm not a very huge Flash guy, but I'm like, I can totally see like the mirror thing and like, you know, draw from what you know and like give characters that are similar to other characters. Cause like at the end of the day, there's only so many power variations that can manifest in people. Um, and you know, give them these abilities, but the, the, the sister thing and the wife thing, and then the, the, the power, the cold powers. I'm like, guys, that's literally the same homework. Well, I mean, you couldn't do it's it's been a thing with with Snart for a while. Uh, Leonard Snart is Captain Cold's real name. It's actually been a thing with him for a while. Um, and yeah, you're 100 percent right. They're very similar stories, and I won't discount that yeah. at all. Um, but that is kind of the B plot in this story. Mm-hmm. Like okay. the A plot, so the A plot is really after. is really manual. Okay, so with manual, um, what do we what do we find with manual like throughout? the story like when we're first introduced to manual right so um go ahead there's some really good stuff like you really get to see his past with barry there's a lot of flashback scenes so him and barry were Mm -hmm. good friends growing up he is the person who kind of helped barry get over his parents deaths and you know like you know when barry kind of blamed himself for his mother's death and his father's incarceration and all that like uh manual was the guy who got him through but then when manual's father died um he went off on the complete opposite direction himself. And um, when Barry tried to bring him back, like he didn't even want to listen to his own advice. And his whole thing was join the CIA. They, they literally describe Manuel as a mix as um, if Batman became James Bond. That's how they describe Manuel in this book, that he is supposed to be like a guy who can just dismantle you. Um, and it's shown throughout the book, like his clones keep all his consciousness and stuff. They show how he got the healing abilities, which is he was so good in the CIA. And the whole reason for him joining the CIA was he wanted to hunt down his father's killers and he needed access to the CIA's database. And so the CIA was so efficient. They gave him this healing ability. And then what happens is he goes to, he finally goes to confront his father's killers. He's captured by them. And what they start doing is torturing him by cutting off his fingers and his hands. And then they leave his fingers and his hands that they've cut off in the cell. Excuse me, in the cell with him. And they know he can regrow them. So they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Well, then one day, the hands and the fingers start growing themselves because they've got the healing ability as well. 
So from those grow new clones of Manuel, and then he's able to escape because of that. But the clones have like a problem with their DNA where they've only got such a long life cycle and then they drop dead. So he is trying, so So the clones don't want that to happen. So they all number themselves. And like, there's even a part where Barry's listening to a couple of the clones talk and he's like, the one clone's like, why are you so worried? You're not the next one to drop dead. It's going to be him over there. You're number 55. Number 30 is going to die before you. Why are you worried? You've got lots of power. Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. So so he's he's um interesting. Interesting. That's so cool. So the idea of this um mob rule um kind of group. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's all the it's all his clones, right? Yeah. So they share a consciousness. They they don't share a consciousness. They all have their own independent um, thoughts and emotions. Uh, okay. But every single one of them has the capabilities that Manuel had, and every single one of them can kind of communicate with each other almost telepathically to a certain degree. Um, so like, and mob literally, rule, and the mob rules is not. So it's not Manuel like himself it's his it's his clones is manual a part of it or is manual still he's a reluctant uh, part of friends so he doesn't want them to hurt barry but at the same time he doesn't want his clones to die and it's kind of what barry's part of him right exactly so he wants them to find the cure but the problem is every time one of them dies they want to cut his hand off and create a new one to replace it so they're kind of torturing him while he's trying to help them yeah, so they're just replenishing numbers through him unwillingly. Yeah. Um and they're trying to and they want to kill the Flash. Well, like yeah, and I mean I love I love like I said, I love the description of Manuel is James Bond meets Batman. Uh because mm-hmm. literally the Flash can't beat him in a fight. Like he doesn't beat him in a fight throughout the entire book. He gets Interesting. shot Interesting. by him and like literally at the end where you know, Dr. Elias is going to stabilize their DNA and it's going to create a second EMP blast throughout Central City and the Flash has to stop it. Um, when Manuel, Manuel gets pissed by that because it kills all the clones and then there's nobody left and the device that could have saved them all is now destroyed. He literally knocks the Flash out in like one hit and then just leaves. He Wait, he just, he, wait, he just one-shots him? Yeah, like, so the Flash it? is like... The Flash is Wait, like how does he not see that coming? Because the Flash has exuded all this energy, stopping oh. the device because he has to create a sp- vortex. So he like stops and he starts apologizing to Manuel. Manuel's like pissed, and then like yeah. catches him off guard and just one shot drops him. him. Yeah. Wow. And okay. then Manuel's okay. sitting on this train and he's like pissed off. He's like you can tell he's running away, and he's just yep. like no. I am, and then it's like mob rule, but you see, you don't see who else is saying it, but you see the word bubble is coming from three other people besides himself. Um, so I think my question, and the, uh, guys, again, like I've never, I've never read this, so my questions are just kind of coming out of you know just top of my head. Um, do we see any point where mob rule or uh, manual like cross paths with uh, Captain Cold? No. no. No, oh, so no. The, okay. so what so happens is basically Captain separate. Captain Cold comes after he stopped Mob Rule. So Captain Cold escapes prison during Mob Rule's kind of reign of terror, kind of I guess you could say. Okay. And in that, after Mob Rule is stopped, 
like directly after is when Leonard Snart attacks. Okay. So when when we when we first see at this point is this like kind of the introduction of like the Flash first meeting Captain Cold? No. So in this keep, book, okay. Yeah, yeah. So keep in mind it is post um, Flashpoint continuity uh, where it's supposed to be very early in these heroes' careers, but it's I mm-hmm. think I think the idea of the New Fifty Two and I I could be wrong in saying this, but I believe it's supposed to be five years into their careers. Got it. So still early enough, but it's like they've been doing it a while. Yeah, I think Justice League okay. is the exception to that. So when they first have their interaction, you know, like not first meeting, but they have their first uh, <clears throat> interaction, they come face to face. How does that fight go? What what kind of transpires during that? So the Flash actually kind of praises Leonard Snart and, and talks about how, you know, uh, Captain Cold is is a rogue and he's a bad guy, but he has honor. And he doesn't kill people. That's that's not his thing. He won't kill victims. He won't kill other heroes. That is against his code. He started the rogues. The rogues all follow the same code that he that he follows. But something's mm-hmm. changed. And this is a more vicious version of Captain Cold. And there's there's something driving him, which we know to be his sister. And his, mm-hmm. his kind of quest for revenge. But the Flash kind of praises Captain Cold as being a villain of honor and almost someone he respects because while he's a villain and while they're never going to see eye to eye, the Flash respects that he plays plays the game fair and it's always a fair fight between him and Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that interaction. And, you know, he's he gets the upper hand on Flash for a lot of it. Uh, they basically are fighting okay. out on the water and he's creating like these... You know, ice platforms, uh, icebergs. For them to fight on. Yep. And, um, you know, he's there's a boat that Iris and Patty Spivet are on, and he's, like, destroying the boat while fighting Flash. And it's it's a cool fight. It's a good fight, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, man Mana Pool's I, that, art really cool. shows the action pretty well. I like the way that he, he makes the action flow in his panels. Um, my one criticism of Manipool, and this has always been a persistent criticism of mine, is in non-action mm-hmm. scenes, at times, um, his characters can seem a little emotionless in some of his panels. I okay. don't think it's a massive problem, because it's, it's gotten better with time, um, but his action panels are something to behold. They're awesome. His artwork on them flows beautifully. You can almost see the, the characters moving on the page, which is when you're a comic book artist, that's what you want. You want it to almost be like a movie with the action. Like somebody could look at panel one, two, three, four, five, six, and they see the flow. And that's really nice with, with all of his action scenes, especially the ones with Colt. Okay, that's cool. Like, you know what, if you're going to do a trade-off, if, like, if your characters aren't going to be the most, you know, robust when it's not uh, time to throw hands, like, that's one thing, but you need to be able to trade it off, and it seems that he's able to trade it off very nicely through these combat uh, situations. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, the creativity in his artwork, too, with how he lays panels out and stuff like that um, Mm -hmm. also makes up for that a lot, and it's... Hey, he does a good job with the artwork. I can't, I can't say much more beyond that. Like, I could praise this guy. And I'm praise looking him. Like, he's done these... great work. Like, if you guys want to look up some great Francis Manipool and Brian Busletto stuff, um, Manipool in particular, his whole Flash run, his Detective Comics run is really good. Icarus in protect, particular, he really focuses on Harvey Bullock 
as being a character. Um, and I love the way that they draw Bullock, the way they write Bullock. It's great. Um, his one-shots during during Dark Side War are good. And I don't love it, but I like it. He did a book called Trinity for a little bit. It was during Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Worth checking out. Good artwork. Writing I is just, uh, subpar, but... I'm looking at this one panel, and I'm wondering, like... Does this come, this comes from the uh, the it probably hasn't gone through to you yet but the it, it, this comes through I'm looking at it and with them they're they're going at it they're they're fighting at the top panel and it looks like the ice is like cracking underneath and breaking apart and the subsequent panels yep. underneath it are the actual like ice chunks and yes. he just put the images inside the ice chunks you got it that's the kind of stuff that's he does throughout awesome. his whole that time. looks so good. Yeah, man. Holy like it's, shit, guys. It's great, man. It's creative. Like, you don't see stuff like that in comics very often. And, like, listen, I'll sit no. here and, and praise uh, praise the guys like the David Finches and the Jason Fabox and the Jim Lees all day. Because their artwork is chef's kiss. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this is different. It's creative. It's... It's abnormal within the, the um, comic book community. You don't normally see, especially in a book like The Flash or Detective Comics, like a big established series, you don't see artwork like this every single day. And I actually see it very far and few between. A lot of times you mm-hmm. see them stick to what they know. And I think what made his run on The Flash so successful I think the stories have some really cool stuff in them. Like, I think the concept of mob rule is really cool. Um, I kind of touched on his detective comics run earlier with Icarus, and I love Icarus. I think it's an amazing story. But what brings mm-hmm. his stories to life are the artwork. In the, I mean, you could say that with a lot of comic books. But I've read comic books with great writing and shitty art, and I can't get past the shitty art. Yeah, no, I can that's get past. Fair. I can get past shitty writing for good artwork, and I, this isn't shitty writing. Don't, don't get me wrong. There, this <laughs> is good twisted. writing. Yeah, yeah, this is good <laughs> writing. I don't think this is great writing. I don't think this is Court of the Owls like we talked about last week, but mm-hmm. I think this is above it's average. It's, it's above it's, average, it's, and it's, it's yeah, it's a good flash run. Like the th- the the one thing that pisses me off more than mm-hmm. anything with this book is the guy who kind of like he didn't directly before Manipool, but Jeff Johns was the previous writer on the flash for years. And I just mm-hmm. wish Jeff Johns had Francis Manipool's art for the flash. I think it works so okay. well for the character. Um, yeah. Like it's just, and like Jeff Johns had great artists, man. Like Ivan Rice has worked with him and Gary Frank and guys like that. But I just think, the Flash is what he is as a character requires a different skill set. Does that make sense? Fair. No, that's that's fair to say. Like it, it's not you're not you're not shitting on uh, on the ability. You're just saying you know where it would be better suited or like what could have made it like one step better. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's uh, bad to say at all. All right. Cool. Now what I'll say is how does how does the uh, situation with uh, Captain Cold get rectified. So we know that his whole his kind of big push into a more serious, more aggressive, more violent styling um, 
is because of his sister and the EMP thing uh, going off. Uh, how does this situation get rectified in, in the run? So they're fighting and the Flash is getting these warnings because he's installed this thing on his helmet that if he goes up over 80% of like speed force usage, he needs to go to the new treadmill and siphon off energy. Um, and he's getting these warnings, but he can't stop cold. And he keeps getting these warnings and he has to go faster and faster and faster to stop Captain Cold. Captain Cold breaks this boat in half, and the half with Iris West gets sucked into a wormhole that's created by the Flash because he had to go so fast to stop Captain Cold. Eventually, he knocks Captain Cold into the water. He freezes. Flash pulls him out and, like, goes at him. Like, he pummels him and kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, look what you made me do. And then Snart tells yeah. him why he's doing it. And they kind okay. of rectify it. And that's when Barry goes to the treadmill and goes into the Speed Force, which is one of the coolest parts of the comic. It's very short, but it's very cool. Interesting, interesting. So he, okay. So with that then, he's, does that, does that lead right into the situation with uh, World War II Barry? It's it's uh, not World War Two Barry. It's um, Turbine. Or not Turbine um, is the guy's name. Turbine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. So basically, he's going through the Speed Force, and Turbine grabs okay. him and pulls him in and explains everything to him. So essentially, they're walking through the Speed Force, and it's really cool because the Flash can see like the past, the present, the future. They're walking mm-hmm. along these like floating boulders in the time stream. And they're kind of, okay. he's explaining everything. And he says, you know, like, you're not causing the wormholes. Um, you are the release valve. And that before you, uh, every once in a while, the speed force would suck something up. Uh, not very often, but every once in a while before Barry Allen, it would suck something up. So before Barry Allen, it sucked up, like, the Mayan civilization. And they kind of say, like, in the DC universe, that's how the Mayans went extinct. It was the speed force sucked them up. And, then it, and okay. then it sucked up Turbine in World War II. And he'd been in the Speed Force surviving for so long that he actually gained abilities. And every time Barry would create a release for the Speed Force, he would try to use his abilities, which is like he turns into kind of a tornado to escape. Mm-hmm. But what it would do is create even more, create more vortexes through time than just the one that was being created by the Speed Force. And would pull things from like, the past and the present and like swap them and drop them in random places. Um, they kind of talk about one point earlier in the comic book, they talk about how, um, you know, there's this car they found, but they're like, it's not going to be made for another like 20 years based off the date. So it just appears. And yeah. it's just like, that's pretty okay. That's, that's kind of neat. Yep. So with this guy, uh, the guy who grabs him is he <laughs> friend or foe? Like what? What's the what's the a deal? little of both? He he wants okay. to get back home. He wants Barry's help to get back home. Barry mm-hmm. wants to do wants to find Iris and all the people who got sucked up by the Speed Force before he leaves. And this causes the two of them to have a bit of a rift and to fight, which launches him into Gorilla City, where Grodd is becoming king. Got it. So. With that though, like, is that does that take place during all of this conversation with them? Is that happening in like kind of a a riff in like the space and time, like inside of the Speed Force? Yeah, think or of it, is that think of are it they like, like stationary? Um, think of it like Loki at the end of Loki. So it's just on know, like the outside of looking at uh, the time stream. Anything. Same idea. Yeah. 
Um, That's I, cool. I, yeah, they're okay, looking okay. At the, they're looking at the time stream. This came out way before Loki, just for all you people who want to hate on DC and be like, yeah. Look, Ma, DC copy, Marvel, what did it tell you to do? It's like, well, actually, this came out before Loki. This is not a new idea. This has <laughs> been around for a few minutes. This That's was around so before Manipool, and this was around before the before Loki. So, <laughs> so let's not get settle. ahead of ourselves. That's funny. Um, all right. Well, that's cool. I I think. Um, so, do you know to wit, like what's going on, like post Grod introduction? I know we're kind of going into like the next part of it now, but I'm interested. I'm interested in like seeing like what the hell's what the hell's what. Um, what what goes on with that situation? So he's he 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 meets Grod. Uh, and has he met Grodd at this point before, or is this like the new the the new introduction of Grodd in this continuity of to the Flash? You know what, Jordan? I wish I yeah. could remember. No, I read this okay. series. Okay. I read this series when it came out, and I reread this yeah this book for the podcast. And I just I swung over to my I, I kind of got where you were going with the question, so I swung over to my shelf while you were asking it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Volume Two is called Rogues Revolution. And volume okay. three is called Guerrilla Warfare. So I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure this isn't the Gorilla Grodd we knew. Mm-hmm. His father was. Interesting. I could be, I could be so off on this. It's been so long. Like That's it's, okay. It's been like 10 years since I read this, man. Um, mm-hmm. Other than the first volume, which I read yesterday. Um, okay. As I recall... Him mm-hmm. and the Grod, the Grod and Flash thing ends pretty quickly, and right. he goes back to where he's from and fights the new rogues, and then Grod comes to Central City with like his army of gorillas to fight mm-hmm. Barry Allen at that point, and makes his way there. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's what. It's been so fucking long. Maybe we'll have to do volumes two and three. Seems like you're I pretty interested to, into like, it, so. I, I am, I am. I, I really like it, and I like kind of like the condensed version that you gave me on it because I'll be honest, as a as a comic reader, I was never super swayed by the Flash stuff. Like, I can respect the character, but like his stuff never really got me. But there's a couple characters that I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can I can get behind that guy. Like, like Grodd is one of them. I think Gorilla Grodd is such a cool, interesting character. Um and I don't think I really don't think he gets used enough. Can I? I'm I'm gonna push you a bit here. And I'm gonna say if you want to read Flash, because I get it, you're not a big Flash guy. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. you a couple runs, and and this is for everyone out there that if you guys aren't big Flash fans, I'm gonna throw a couple Flash runs at you to read that I think would make you Flash fans. And I think this book we're talking about today is a really good place to start. Um. So the Flash move forward. All of Manipool and Busleto's run is a really good place to start. Okay. I would go back and read Morrison and Millar's run on the Flash. They both did very short runs on the Flash that were good. Jeff mm-hmm. John's run in particular is very good, very long. Um, keep in mind, with both Mer- Morrison, Millar, and John's, it's not Barry Allen, it's Wally West. Because there was a rule in comics for a long time that okay. nobody stays dead except for Jason Todd, Uncle Ben, and Barry Allen. 
And that was and the rule in left. comics. That was the rule in comics for years. And they've all come back yeah. now. But like there and was there was all... dude, well, there was like a time from like I think from like eighty six, eighty seven on until like the mm-hmm. the early two thousands where like that was that was right. And for Barry Allen in particular, like we're talking until almost Flashpoint before he came back. Mm-hmm. Like that was a true rule because Barry Allen, you know, ended the crisis and 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 gave his life to save the DC universe and all this stuff. And Wally West took over as the Flash, and it was actually the natural progression. And then when they did this, Wally West went away into the Speed Force, and Barry Allen came back. Yeah. Um. But so those ones are Wally West. Uh, Mana Pools is, is Barry Allen. If you want to read another good Barry Allen, the other one I suggest is Joshua Williamson's run on The Flash. Uh, he did DC Rebirth's Flash. Um, okay. Really good run. I don't, don't re- You don't have to read all of Jeff Johns. I would say read like volume one of Jeff Johns' run and just get an idea of what it is. But yeah, I, I think those are some good ones to read. I think Mana Pools is probably the best place to start with The Flash, to be honest with you. I think... Okay. While you might have to know a little bit, I don't think it's I don't think it's pushing the envelope too far. That's okay. No, that's fair. I uh, literally, as you were kind of like f- spy, uh, like firing them off, I was like writing them down. I got a little notepad next to me. I'm like, okay, let me write that down. Let me put that one down there because I would. I would really. Uh, I would like to get a little bit more robust in some other uh other comic characters stories um there's just only a handful that really like really clinched me you know you know i'm a i'm a big green lantern guy so like that i i read a ton of green lantern stuff i mean there's Um, a perfect there's a perfect point is uh jeff johns who you know as well as i did wrote green lantern for i think he wrote it for 15 years if i'm not mistaken um i'm like that also wrote the Flash while he was writing Green, the beginning of his Green Lantern run, mm. which I own the first two, the first two, the first fifteen issues of his original Green Lantern run. Yeah, with Alex Ross doing the the cover art, cover art on issue one. Ugh. so good. I I love I, I love his art. I oh. love his art. It's second to none. I love the way he draws. Speaking of the Flash, I love the way he draws the Flash. I love like it's- the cheesy looking costume. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so good the it's, big eye holes that's oh. oh, so good that's why you know what i love I, one of the things I, I like one of the ones is like i love like i love alex ross's uh batman i'm just mm-hmm. like he just lo- the way he <laughs> the way batman looks oh it's I'm like he's just a dude yeah he's just a dude i that's love what, it that's what i love about all of that Al- like alex ross draws superman better than anybody on planet earth draws superman that's fair. Like, That's very fair. I'm like, like all of his characters, right the, like he just is so he makes them look so real. Like if Batman yeah. was a real person, like that's what Batman would look like. This like, I love it. it. Yeah. He's just a dude in spandex. He's just a dude. I love, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, damn. Like all of it, just got such a big Batman's got such a big fucking face. It's so good. <laughs> like it's not like angular bullshit. I love, it's just a dude. I love he just the, looks uh, so good. I love the picture, and, and I know we're getting off topic here, but I love the picture that yeah. Alex Ross has done of Bruce Wayne and he's got the cowl hanging beside him, and you see mm-hmm. him from behind and he's looking over his shoulder, and it's just all like he's got no shirt on and it's all like oh, the, the, all, the, all scars. the scars across his back from being yeah. Batman for years. Oh, 
That's a good one. You know the exact picture I'm talking about. Yes, I know exactly which one it is. There's, uh, it's, it looks so good. Like the cowl and shit, and like the cape is hanging on a, uh, on like a dummy, and the bat and the bat belt is is hanging on that, and he's just kind of like looking around, and he is just covered in scars and bruises, and oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, the guy's done some beautiful books. Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come, Justice. Mm-hmm. Like they're just great. But uh, do you have any last questions about the Flash move forward? Not, not really, man. I uh, that was super in depth, and it kind of gave like a nice, um, it gave like a nice, like th- basically three arcs to that to that narrative. You know, you had the initial, you had the initial uh, with uh, Manual, which was cool. You know, kind of get your kind of get your fill of uh, a reluctant villain. You know, Manuel doesn't want to be a bad guy. It's his it's his clones. It's his other halves that want to uh, want to do such. Then you got Captain Cold, which is a you know a, a tragic hero who's kind of or a tragic villain that's kind of just doing, um, you know what he needs to do for you know his sister, which is cool. And then you get the teaser of the end with, uh, with Grodd coming. Right, is on the. I think. I think it's. It, it, while it's not the most heavy story, it's got a nice flow. I think everything going into one or the other is like it's. It's got a nice flow to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so with that, um, we're mm-hmm. gonna get into our rating system of. Uh, actually, yeah. I'm gonna give you my final thoughts, and then we'll get into the rating system. Please, please do. Francis Man of Pools Flash is, in my opinion, the definitive Flash run to read. Um, it shows Barry Allen in his all his glory as a mm-hmm. detective for or a scientist sorry for the FBI uh you know or C, uh, it's not FBI what is it C, CSI or whatever yeah CSI. Like they're, they're, yeah uh... anyways it shows him in all that glory it has some of the most beautiful artwork um bringing the character back to his roots not making the stories too big uh, but just big enough. I love the really big stories for for the guys like Superman and Wonder Woman and the Justice League. So I like the smaller, more contained stories. And um, I love seeing more about the Speed Force. And, you know, if you're looking to pick up a Flash book and you don't know where to start, Francis Manipool and Brian Busletos run on the Flash is a great place to start. Move Forward in particular is a great introduction to the character. And I highly recommend it. Um, so our rating system, guys, goes... Buy it in single issue, buy it in hardcover, buy it in uh, paperback, or don't buy it at all. Uh, Just because I say buy it in single issues doesn't mean you can't go out and buy it in a paperback. It is much cheaper to grab a paperback copy, and that's exactly what I have, and I have nothing against that. It's just the rating system. Jordan, what do you give this book? I give a paperback. I give it a paperback. paperback. Yeah. You know what? It's one of those things. uh, It's one of those things that, like, while the story is cool, I will say that the story is 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 cool. I liked uh, the the way you described it. You gave you gave me everything that I needed to hear about it. Um, with that being said, not the most like gripping story. It's it's you know it's a it's a like an entry level flash story. So I'm like okay yeah yeah, yeah. I like I, I don't mind that. I think uh, I think if anybody's looking to wet their whistle with a little bit of flash storytelling, it'd be okay. But I, I feel like I'm 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 sure there's better flash stories out there. Indeed there is. I also give it a buy it in paperback. And uh, my reasoning yeah. for that is just every continuous volume from Francis Manipool and Brian Busoletto ups the ante and is a little bit better than the last. Um 
So with that, I mean, it's the weakest of their four arcs, four main arcs they did, four volumes. And Mm -hmm. um, not to say it's bad, guys. It's really good. But it is the entry point. Just keep that in mind. Um, With that, that brings this week's episode to a close. Uh, If you liked it, make sure you shared it, guys. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Give us a like. Give us the follow. You know, get your get your grandma to listen to us. All that stuff. And if you didn't yeah. like it, just forget it ever happened. There's no reason sure. to get negative. Just ah, wasn't for me. Yeah, I'll tune in. Me. I'll tune in next week, anyways, because I kind of like the guys. <laughs> They're the Mrs. Dash of life. That's right. <laughs> just, just spicy enough. Just spicy enough. <laughs> Guys, please make sure that you follow our socials. So on Twitter, we are geek underscore general. On Instagram, we are general and geek. Uh, on Twitch, at General Gerard. But I'm not here to talk to you about the Twitch stuff. I'm going to pass that over to the general because he does a way better job of it than I do. General? Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, guys, so uh, General Gerard on Twitch, that is my uh, my channel. Uh, you'll see it's me because of my cute little General Chibi character. Uh, I stream a little bit of everything, and what I'm going to be streaming next is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I'm going to do the full run of it on, on stream. I'm hoping it's good. People are saying it's good. I'm hoping it's good. So uh, I, you will get my unfiltered opinion on it while I play it. Um Kind of My like schedule a, will kind be of like changing. a play and review. Yeah, and I like doing those. I haven't done one of those in a long time where like I talk about what could be improved and what I what I like. I think honestly, I think the last time I did that was so long ago. That was back when like Outriders came out and um that man, game, that what game a difference it was from the finish for a week. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, never mind, change my opinion. Um but yeah, I would love to see you guys there. Love to chat with you. Uh, you guys give me a ton of uh, options to talk about on the podcast, which I always write down and I and I appreciate it. So please stop on by. Um, would love to see it. All right, guys. We'll we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Same time, same general and geek time, same general and geek channel. Yes, wherever you get your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do I say in response to that, right? (laughs) See you later, guys. (laughs) Bye.